So, Juliana, tonight's secret episode to you is about disappointment. And this is a very timely topic because there have been issues with some people in the family lately that have really hurt you. And I just wanted to speak on that because it's been a tough couple years for you. So, Chris, your father disappeared from your life when you were about three. Um, in part because he moved to Tennessee and we split up and all that, but also because he was doing a crappy job as a father. And I pretty much told him he had been replaced and he didn't fight for you. I kind of wanted him to, but he didn't. And ultimately in the grand scheme of things for your emotional health, I always thought that that would be best. Um, it has turned out to give you some pretty bad abandonment issues from him where you just feel like, why the hell didn't he fight for me? And I didn't realize that was a problem for you until probably 2019 when you started voicing it to me. And then with my sister, who used to be basically another parent to you back when we lived together, but even after she had moved out and moved on with her life, she was always there for you. She would take you out for the day and you guys would talk about real things. And if everything's were miserable at home, you could always go to her house and as you know, she has her own family now and hasn't really been around probably for about four or five years since you're about eight or nine. And then we have my mom who was basically obsessed with you throughout your early childhood. And as you've gotten older and sassier and have more of a personality, you have felt like she doesn't love you as you are as a teenager you have felt more irritation coming from her than love. So all of those things I feel have given you pretty painful abandonment issues. And you have dealt with these piles of disappointment. And number one, I want to say that I'm really sorry. You know, you obviously deserve so much more than that to have people in your life that, that stick around, um, you deserve people that can't wait to see you and people that call you every week and people that just are as obsessed with you as your dad and I are. You deserve that adult presence in your life. Um, I don't think a lot of kids have that. I think a lot of kids have basically a mom and a dad. The really lucky kids have grandparents or aunts and uncles that care for them so much. But ultimately... I feel like, you know, having had those supports over the years and then them kind of disappearing or, or going down in intensity has really affected you. And, and secondly, I want to say that I'm really proud of you for recognizing within the last year, probably, I guess, vocalizing it within the last year. I think you recognized it a lot earlier than you vocalized it to us. And there have been years where... I've been heartbroken, especially about my sister's absence. Um, and I think that I was, I've been always kind of waiting for this to come. I've been waiting for you to realize how hurt you are. And I wasn't surprised when you started really expressing it around eighth grade, but I'm proud of you for recognizing that you deserve better and recognizing that it hurts to have somebody just disappear. Um, and I've, I've always tried to give you my thoughts on a possible explanation as to why people disappoint you. 
And I, I pray that it's never coming off as an excuse for them because there is no excuse for someone leaving your life. Not only because, you know, you're their niece or their daughter or their granddaughter, but just because you as a person are the most amazing kid I have ever met. And I don't say that lightly. Having taught preschool and kindergarten for years, I met some awesome kids, but I've never met someone who is as layered and brilliant as you are. And of course, I know you better than everyone else. I'm sure there are other brilliant layered kids, but I personally am so impressed by who you are. And I don't know how the world is not clamoring to be in your presence. So on the topic of disappointment, I don't ever want to excuse Chris. Chris, as you know, has a host of mental health issues that led to him being a shitty partner to me. And that led to him ultimately basically leaving and fighting with me and cheating on me and moving to Tennessee to be with his underage skank. Like there were all these things that just he has going on for him that are completely exclusive of you. He has mental health issues. And no matter how angry I've been over the years and no matter how forgiving I've been over the years, it's a reality regardless of whether we acknowledge it. He, I believe, has bipolar disorder, and I also believe he has narcissistic personality disorder. And I don't think he's ever going to overcome those because he's never been able to admit his shortcomings, ever. So that's not an excuse, but it is a big picture as to why he is how he is. I don't know how on earth anyone is not fighting like hell to be around their kids, but I think his self-esteem, coupled with the fact that he's a shitty provider who's only ever worked at Walmart... And he's a bad person who cheated on me. All of those things just make him think he's not worthy of you. And he's goddamn right. Honestly, he doesn't deserve to be in your presence. He doesn't even deserve to have the same last name as you. Um, but he's, he's, he's messed up in the head. And I do currently have a lot of anger for him based on how he's behaved in the last year but ultimately in my heart, I just, I feel pity for him. And I think you feel angry and abandoned and hurt. And I hope someday that you feel pity, not so that he gets forgiveness. I don't think he necessarily ever deserves your forgiveness. That's up to you. And if you ever choose to forgive him, you don't even need to tell him that that is your decision. But when it comes to just pitying him. I feel like that's, that's all he deserves. That's the most energy that I feel like ultimately he should deserve from you and from me because he did definitely hurt me over the years as well. Um, I think I've forgiven him for leaving and for being so flawed because if he hadn't, I wouldn't have met your dad and I wouldn't have given you this home that we have now that I'm very happy about, but there's still a lot of resentment there from me. And I can think, I think that's probably tenfold from you and that's fair. Don't ever let anyone tell you that it's not okay to feel that anger toward him because he absolutely deserves it. And kudos to you for trying to rekindle with him, but also recognize his shortcomings and realize that may never happen. Um, but, but anyway, as far as, you know, my sister, she's just trying to figure out her life. Um, she's always been kind of on her own path, regardless of how it affects other people and, I think her choice in partners over the years has been to lean toward people that take over the decision making. And I think that 
that has ultimately really hurt you in the long run. I know that an aunt doesn't technically owe a nephew or niece anything, but I have been disappointed in how you've been treated and I know that you have as well. And then of course, you know how I feel about my mom and everything that she says and does that is like a little stab in your leg every time she opens her mouth. Um, you are so allowed to feel disappointed in people. I think it's a sign of maturity to expect good from people and to recognize when they fail to meet that basic standard of good. Um, watching you grow in eighth grade, even seventh grade, I feel like you really started to recognize your own emotions surrounding all of these disappointing situations. So watching you grow these couple of years has been amazing, but also painful. I, I almost wish you were still that little girl who just kind of blinked and, you know, missed your aunt in your heart, but didn't really think about it too much. But, but also saying that out loud, maybe that's a delusion of mine that you didn't think about it. Because honestly, I know it hurts you and I know she was a huge part of your life. So I don't know, maybe I'm happy that you recognize that she's gone because you're talking about it. I'm just really proud of you for talking about it, both with me, with your dad. I'm sure it comes up in therapy now and then. Um, I don't know if I want you to have the nerve someday to say those things to Lolly and to my parents. Um, but if you do, obviously I'll support you. I just don't know what the outcome will be. I know Lolly feels sorry for kind of disappearing, but I don't think she'll ever realize how much it affected you. We know Chris knows how much has affected you, but couldn't be mature enough to acknowledge and apologize. He's a child. And as far as my mom, she always acknowledges it and apologizes, but then nothing changes and it's a lot of lip service. So people are disappointing. And I guess my biggest fear with you having such major life disappointments coming from humans, family on top of that, not just people, but family my biggest fear is that you'll become jaded as a result of all these disappointments. I don't want that to happen. I'm, I'm pissed and sad and frustrated that you've had to go through those situations. And obviously, I wish Chris was a big part of your life and was an awesome distance father. I wish my mom had a real relationship with you outside of just buying you things and sharing photos of you to her friends. I wish my sister saw you regularly outside of her children and and got to know you on a regular basis as to who you are as you grow. But not having those situations and, and having them happen in a way that is unexpected in a negative way is it's very easy to start to see the worst in people as a result of disappointment in life. I guess that's what I'm saying. And I'm proud of you for not being like that. I'm proud of you for meeting people. And you have this way of seeing people's best qualities, even when they don't see it. And even when they don't show you those qualities for long. And sometimes even when they don't really have those qualities, but you think they could. And I hear from your father that I have the same quality. And I'm almost sorry for passing that along to you if you got it from me, because it has led to a lot of heartbreak where I have 
bent over backwards for people and they've treated me like garbage and where I have wanted the best for people and they, I'm not even a second thought to them. Um, it's tough. It's definitely painful, but I'd rather you, I don't know. I feel like I'd rather you see the good in people and get disappointed when the good disappears than to start to expect the bad in people. I really think I would as much as it gets burned or as much as you get burned, I guess I should say as a result of that. I have a little sister who is the opposite. She always sees the negative in things. And part of how she has been since she was a toddler, she's always been like that, that contributed to how I raised you. You know, if it was freezing cold and snowing when you were a toddler and we had to bundle up and drag all our stuff out just to get to daycare or whatever, I would still try to point out, oh, at least it's a beautiful sunny day. And I feel like trying to see the good in things has been a skill of yours, whether it was by me intentionally doing that or not. I feel like that is a blessing to be able to see the world like that. I don't want you to get burned, but I don't want you to become so jaded that you no longer see the good in people. So on the subject of disappointment, I guess I talk a lot, especially lately about having realistic expectations for people. Um, nobody's perfect. As you know, for me, you know that I have days where I'm just done with being a parent and I just need you to kind of take care of yourself for your dad. He works so much that maybe it's not realistic to expect him to be able to stop what he's doing to hear about your day, but he does circle around eventually. I know. Um, and, and I know that hurts sometimes, but you know, to expect realistic things from him. I want you to expect realistic things from Lolly that you may only see her six times a year. And it's not that she doesn't love you. It's just that there are a lot of factors contributing to you guys not being able to see each other that often. Distance and cars and, you know, her having a baby at home and being a stepmom to two other kids and all these things. There's a lot, a lot of factors there. With my parents, my mom, there are a lot of mental health issues on her side as well as Chris's side that are a factor as well when it comes to um, just her not being aware of what she's doing or not caring. And I've, I feel like I've told you, expect the bare minimum so you don't get disappointed. I know that's kind of a crappy way to approach things, but sometimes I just, I just want you to have a shell up around your heart so that you don't get hurt. I want you to be able to survive those things. I have no doubt that you will be able to survive disappointment. I just don't want it to cut you so deeply. I don't know. I'm torn. I just want you to be able to get through these crappy situations intact. And I want you to know that someone else's shortcomings, whether it's emotional, mental health shortcomings, physical limitations that prevent them from being who you need them to be, whatever it might be. Someone else's shortcomings are not a reflection of you. They might just suck at reaching out to everyone, not just you. They might be unreliable in general, not just to you. I know that is the case with Chris, for example. He has abandoned his other child that, that is now an adult because 
he couldn't make the effort and he couldn't get past the walls that his son put up as a result of, of Chris's behavior. There are just so many layers to people and sometimes you don't see those layers, but you are worthy of love and worthy of their attention. And I so appreciate that you see people for who they could be. And I don't want that to go away. But I also don't want you to be hurt by people that maybe don't deserve how awesome you are. So I know this was rambly. And I know I've had kind of a mixed message between guard your heart, but also I love you for being so unguarded. I don't know what my end goal is here. I just know that there's nothing a parent hates more than seeing their kid be hurt. And I just want, I just want the world for you. And I want people to recognize how great you are. Not everyone's going to recognize that, but I certainly do. Your dad certainly does. And there are a select few adults in my life that recognize how amazing you are. And I hope that you surround yourself with people like yourself who are awesome and seek out fellow awesome people and find the awesome in other people. I love you so much.